Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Today we conclude our series from the archives on the art of the meeting. When the majority of your meetings are spontaneous or as needed, something else besides you is driving the vision. Today we're going to do the third lesson in a three-part series on developing a positive meeting culture in your church. Today I want to talk about who should I be meeting with? I think that's a legitimate question. Let me tell you a story that happened to me years ago. I was watching some guys drill a well for water for a piece of property that a gentleman was going to build on. And I stopped the car, it was next to my driveway, next to my property, and uh, they were drilling away and I just stopped and said, hey, how you guys doing? And uh, how's it going? And they said, oh, we're about to hit water. And that statement really caught me. I thought, what do you mean you're about to hit water? If, if you haven't hit water, how do you know you're about to hit water? And of course, they have all these very long bits out laying on the ground. I mean, they were probably like 100 feet down, I'm going to guess, at least something like that. And they had these large bits that were 15 or 20 feet long, I'm going to guess if my memory serves me right. And the guy looked at the bits and he said, well, that one's got this on it and that one's got this on it. In other words, there were different marks on the bits from the different kind of ground they were drilling through. And he knew by the deposits on the bits, based on the soil he was going through, that he was just about to hit water. And when he said that, it was like the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said to me, if you stay in contact with all the different soils in your church, you will hit water every time. It was just a shot out of the blue. And I don't say that lightly. And I may have shared that with some of you personally, because it's one of those little indelible things that I knew the Holy Spirit dropped on me. So when we talk about meeting with people, I know that as a leader of a growing church, that you have to spend a lot of your meeting time with your top leaders. And by the way, when I say leaders, I don't mean opinion givers. I mean people that gather people and motivate people and move people and actually lead people. Your leadership meetings are going to be dead on arrival if you've just got church attenders that have a lot of wisdom And they're just offering their opinion, but they're not part of the mobilization force. Those are people you use in an ad hoc capacity. You bring in and ask them a question. But I'm talking about real leaders who collect people, they gather people, they motivate people, they follow up on people, but they are pushing the pow forward. But you also have to, I believe, have some regular contact with every echelon in the church. Because you know why? You cannot delegate vision. You are the vision carrier. You can delegate certain aspects of vision to be implemented, but that vision has got to roll down out of you. And so from the highest echelon to the people that you have preaching and leading small groups and leading worship, to the new group where there's an orientation for new people coming into the church, 
and everybody in between. There ought to be some constant, consistent contact. Again, not as intense as your leadership meetings, not as frequent, but at some level where you're connecting. Maybe you've got a group of single mothers that meets once a month. Wouldn't it be great if twice a year you popped in that meeting with your wife preferably and just said, hey, ladies, I'm just here, heard good reports, want to let you know we're praying about you, those type of things. You don't need to be at all your Sunday school organizational meetings, but you know what? If you did that once a quarter and shared some vision or shared a testimony about a couple that came to your church. Matter of fact, I had this yesterday. I had a pastor tell me that because of the incredible job that their youth department is doing, their children's department, that they now have several new families. Well, you know what? That needs to be communicated to them. That's a great way to testify. So what I'm saying, just picture that drill bit going down, you know, and if you just hit every level going down, you're going to hit water. You're going to keep replenishing and growing people because some of those people that you're meeting at orientation, they could be your next leadership team. They could be a small group leader. They could be a campus pastor. They could be somebody you send to the mission field or lead a discipleship class or send out to Planet Church. You don't know who they are. But get down and dirty with them a little bit and touch their lives a little bit so that you can drill alongside of them. I highly, highly recommend that you do that. So what are the priorities? People that lead people. To me, small group leaders are the most critical people to meet with because they're helping you pastor the church. I would meet with them on a regular basis. When I pastored, I met with them every week, every Sunday, early before church started, and of course many of them had other duties on Sunday, so that meant we were having some good contact, praying together, checking in on them, and by the way, any kind of regular meetings like that, I believe should have some kind of form that they're filing with you over email or whatever technology you're using, saying who is at the meeting, and what did you talk about at the meeting, any input you need as a result of anything that was said or done at the meeting, etc., so that you're up on them, And then you actually read those things and give the people feedback. Sometimes it might be a biblical question. Sometimes it might be a strategic question. Sometimes it might be a relational issue. But you're actually reading them and you're giving fresh feedback to them. The next group of people I work with would be my worship team because those people you have up there all the time, especially your worship leader teacher. And I believe every worship leader is a worship teacher. So one of the things I always like to do is meet with my worship leader on a regular basis, talk to him about the theology of the songs that they're singing. Uh, There'd be times we would tweak a song, just change a word or two. We'd use that as a teaching moment. And so I want that person to really carry my worship DNA. I'm not a musician, but I am a worshiper, so I want them to carry that. And then periodically, it might be every six weeks, every eight weeks, I would drop in when I knew they were rehearsing. It might be a Thursday night rehearsal. It might be a Saturday night rehearsal. I would just drop in on the team, just pop in, say, hey guys, let's gather up here. I want to talk to you for a couple minutes in the middle of their worship. I wouldn't overwhelm it, but I'd just thank them for serving. I'd talk to them about maybe something God was doing in the service. 
I'd maybe use a teaching moment that happened that week or in recent memory, how maybe one of them gave an exhortation or or something positive happened by that. You know, ask them how they're doing. That's a great thing to do. But I would I would draw that worship team together, ask them if there were any needs we could pray about for them. And then often we would just say, let's just spend a few minutes together. Let's just take one of those songs you're going to do this Sunday, or maybe one they did last Sunday. So let's just worship together with that song. I'm going to tell you, those type of, I wouldn't call them maintenance meetings. I'd call them proactive meetings where you're engaging, you're drilling down with people, you're enjoying them. But the people that are helping you pastor, small group, small group leaders, uh, worship team people, any type of people that is doing counseling, you know, pre-marriage counseling, post-marriage counseling, altar workers that are giving counsel, anybody that is influencing people, those are people that you want to be meeting with. Then the next group is the people that are driving tasks. They're the task-oriented people. They, 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 are, they are making things happen. They are your administrative team, maybe your financial team, uh, maybe your building maintenance team, uh, maybe an outreach team, uh, maybe your follow-up team. Whatever teams, you want to meet with them on some type of regular basis. Certainly not like you're meeting with your small group leaders and your worship leader. But again, consistently, I would say at least once a month with that group of people. Your Sunday school uh, leaders, that type of thing. Meeting with them. So who you're meeting with is critical. And get that on your calendar ahead of time. Forecast that. And uh, that will cause their meetings to be sharp. It'll let them know that you're really interested in them. You will learn a lot listening to them. You will learn a lot of observation. Many leaders make fatal errors or do not act quickly because they simply are going on old information. But when you get around those people and you're seeing and hearing what's going on, it enables you to pastor them in the context of, of the way they're serving. And my personal experiences with myself and other people I've watched do this is you tend to sustain uh, people serving in those areas a lot longer because, quite frankly, they feel empowered and you're learning from them. And, of course, anything you learn at that meeting, you send out a note, you send out a memo. Hey, I heard you mention that what you really needed for your department was this, and I want to let you know that next month you're going to be getting that new device that you need. Or, uh, you know, you mentioned that you need to get together as a team. I want you to know that I've got it all set up. All you got to do is call this restaurant. They're going to take care of everything for you. I want you guys to go out and have a good time together. Man, people love that. They, they, they know that you really care, that you value them. And it's not just about the feel goods. You are gleaning critical information and you are empowering them. So ask yourself, who am I meeting with on a regular basis? When the majority of your meetings are spontaneous or as needed, something else besides you is driving the vision of that church. And usually it will look like a problem or even a problem person. So look at all those people, as you're drilling down, 
so that you know when you're about to hit water. You know, look, I'm touching base with my leadership people. I'm touching base with my administrative people. I'm touching base with my worship people. I'm touching base with my technical people. I'm touching base with my Sunday school department. I'm touching base with my building maintenance teams. I'm touching base with the people that are doing the follow-up. I'm touching base with all these people. You are going to hit water. You're going to raise the water level, the movement level of everything that's happening in your church. Who you're meeting with is important. I just want to encourage you to really do that on purpose every time. This is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. If you stay in contact with all the different soils in your church, you will hit water every single time. Who you are meeting with is important. Prioritize those meetings and be intentional about meeting with people on a regular basis. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.